Yeah, it takes like a minute or two to kind of get just used get used to, to it. Yeah, the whole vibe. It's a little weird. We kind of just do a rolling start. Do you watch uh, that girl Bobby, the the one that's been interviewing all the rappers recently? Is that the autistic is she, girl? Is she, is she the one that's like very, um, very like monotone? She the blonde. blonde. Yeah, she's from Orange County. Yeah, I have seen her. Fucking love her. She's Wait, funny. Is she the one that's on the spectrum or no? Like the one with no, Drake? I don't think she's on the spectrum. I, don't think I think she she's is. just acting. Like mm-hmm. that's like her whole concept oh, of being really? very like awkward and weird. Yeah, I've just seen clips. Yeah, I, like, I think that's how it is. That's pretty funny. Yeah. And you'll, wa- you'll watch the whole episode of that because I've seen clips and I'm like, ah, uh, that makes like I'm uncomfortable. Watching I haven't the seen clip. like a whole thing, but I have seen like. Like if yeah. I find one clip, I usually like will scroll through like all the clips. So yeah. And, and she'll talk to Drake and be like, well, why did that fail? And he's like, well, I didn't yeah. want the album to fail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> you like that. Yeah. She's funny. <laughs> she's super funny. I yeah. love her. It's so good. Cool. <laughs> I, I don't understand how she can't like, like, why does she not break out a character? I would laugh. I would like feel I so awkward, too. but she's just like sitting there just staring at them. Like, like she's like, so what, what about it's it? It's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> All right. Well, let me get the intro and then we'll get started. So okay. you guys. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Natural Thoughts and Talks. I'm your co-host, Venture. This is Hannah. And we got a great one for you guys today. Go ahead and tell the listeners your name and where you're from. Hey, guys. This is <laughs> Rachelle. <laughs> um, I'm from originally the Philippines and mm. I moved here to California in 94. Pretty much lived everywhere. I was pretty much a gypsy I guess is what I call it myself uh moved around a lot when I was a kid and then even as an adult when I moved out on my own I lived everywhere so all over Southern California San Francisco upstate New York and here I am in Long Beach the longest I've ever been in one city fun <laughs> we got a good immigrant story here. I know huh? what made you move out here how old were uh, you I was seven seven yeah gotcha. um uh, my mom actually moved here first to, you know, the U.S., America, yeah. trying to find freedom and uh, more opportunities and <laughs> yeah. the American dream. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, my mom moved here first. She left my brother and I in the Philippines with my grandfather and uh, grew up with my grandfather for a few years and until my mom was able to get us here to America um but yeah and it seems like i don't know that much about you know like just the culture of immigrating things like that but is it the philippines the background over the past like 50 years is the moms usually move over first send money home and then if they're able to like the dads usually stay in the philippines whereas some places it might be opposite right the dad will come over get work and then send for the rest of the family you know i really think it depends um I guess for my family particularly, it was the females, the sisters who moved here to America. And then the the sons were left in the Philippines. And um, I guess the women just worked a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's for every single... I, I wouldn't say that's for the typical culture for Filipinos. But mm-hmm. in, in my case, I think that's what it was. That's awesome. Do you still have family out there? I do. Yeah. Um, my my dad and my mom separated shortly after I was born, and um, I think that's also why she moved out here to you know just kind of establish herself and get us here so that she can raise us here right. um, and have a better life. But um, 
my dad was living there. He recently passed away, um, and we reconnected the last six years, and he was at my wedding, which was great. Um, but yeah, so my dad's there. I have my uncles that are there. I have cousins. So I, we have a pretty big family, so it's like half-half, yeah. I would say. Fun. Yeah. And I found you on the internet, just like looking through. Oh, and the internet. The internet. <laughs> found you on the internet. You are the founder of Wildflower Beauty and Browse, correct? Yes, that is me. I would love to hear how you guys got started with that. Um, so I started doing makeup pretty much 2007, 2008 while I was in college. And at the time, every Filipino parents are like, oh, you should go to school to become a nurse, Mm. a doctor. And of course, me being not your typical Filipino, I was like, no, (laughs) (laughs) I can't do that. I cannot stomach, um, you know, seeing all the, the blood and needles and hurting people. Yeah. Um, so I went to school for psychology and I have a minor in child development and women's studies. Where'd you go to school? Uh, Cal State Fullerton. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So I graduated in Cal State, from Cal State Fullerton and that took a long time because um, I was living on my own. So to really get my degree, it took me about 10 and a half years, I would mm. say, just because I was working three jobs at a time while I was wow. doing makeup and um, going to school. So practically put myself through school. Um, and uh, yeah, so I was doing makeup for a while. I Even when I moved to upstate New York, I was doing weddings, um, worked at a restaurant, <laughs> just working a lot. I'm just used to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I was given a lot of opportunities working for different brands. The last one I worked for was Anastasia Beverly Hills. So I was actually a trainer for her and we, there was five of us in the U S so spread out. And I was based in at the time Los Angeles market and then it became orange County. And then I had San Diego Riverside County and then I got Hawaii. And so I was all over the place, which was great but also very exhausting. Um, and I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, You're... eventually... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go. I don't interrupt. <laughs> Finish your thought. You were ripping and running, and then where? Don't let me just... I know, I can talk all day. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> um, I had a lot of caffeine before I came here. <laughs> it's that boba. <laughs> I know. Thanks, husband. Um, so yeah, so uh, eventually after like all the traveling and just the exhaustion I decided to go back to school and I got my esthetician license um I started in a little suite here in downtown Long Beach in the Phoenix salon suite as you know offering um like brow waxing and then I started doing microblading and I had no idea where it was gonna go you know I'm not sure if Anyone or anyone who's listening or you guys understand, but starting a business is very, it's very challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, it's intimidating because you never, you don't really know where to start. And it was very helpful. I, I always like to, to share this with everyone um, because I think it's, it's very beneficial and it's important to know that there are um, resources out there that is going to help you grow your business. And one of them is the 
SBDC. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with that. No. Tell so, us. So it's a small business development center and it's, there's one here in Long Beach. It's free. I literally signed, I, I don't know how I heard about it. I think I just looked it up online and, um, they had in-person classes, like one-on-one, one um, how to start your business basically. Mm-hmm. And they ask you all these like really difficult questions of like, well, what's your mission statement? And I'm like, I don't know what the right. fuck my mission <laughs> statement is. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Like, yeah, I love doing brows. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, the hard questions that you don't really think about when you're starting a business is, um, yeah, it's very like, you really get yourself thinking like, what, what is my business about? And once you start there, it's like the ball just rolls. It, and then you, you get linked up with, um, someone who specializes like in, in business, who has worked with other businesses and they become like your mentor and your business advisor. And Carrie is her name. She's an SBDC and she really helped me out. Like she Shout told out me, to Carrie. Yeah, right? she's amazing. Um, she helped me like draw everything out. Like this is what you're going to do. You need a website. You need this, like marketing, <laughs> all these things. And like you never think think that like oh yeah I need a website oh a business card oh like oh I need a a shirt that says my logo so that I'm basically a walking marketing person Mm -hmm. um and marketing my business uh you know things that you don't think about uh they give you that um information um but everything is free so it started there and then from there on out like I had the suite and eventually like my goal was to have a storefront I never thought I would own a storefront or a brick and mortar brick and mortar especially in downtown Long Beach um but it's it's been very rewarding I've been doing it for six years now Mm. um and I would say this year was the most challenging. Mm. <laughs> oh, really? Can you give me a quick little crash course on what microblading is? Because I understand <laughs> the eyebrow part. I see you take a bushy eyebrow, you know, and then you make it like pretty and cute. What is microblading? Uh, so microblading is a form of permanent makeup, although I would say it's not like your tias, your titas, and <laughs> grandma. Uh-huh who has the tattooed brows from mm. the early 80s, 90s. Right. I've seen those. Uh, <laughs> my mom They're like it. greenish blue. Yeah, they used to scare me. I was like, what's wrong? Oh my gosh. Um, it's, it's frightening. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, the beauty world is ever-evolving. I feel like there's always something new. There's always something new to learn, new products. And, you know, with so much more availability and, like, products out there, I think a lot of... Um, the techniques and the products have changed over time. Uh, so it shouldn't turn green and blue right. if you're using the right products and using the right depth and techniques and all that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But microblading is uh, great for someone who doesn't want to fill in their brows or um, who suffered from the 90s brows where they overplucked. And I get a lot of those clients. Mm. So... There's that, there's the lip blush, there's eyeliner, there's just so much. So microblading kind of is not just the eyebrows, it's all the permanent makeup, Um, So microblading particularly is for brows, Brows. and then there's the lip blush, which Mm. gives you the color on your lips, um, 
you kind of just wake up and you're like sleep, you know, Snow White or Sleeping Beauty right. looking all pretty. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Before we continue going, I want to say something about you and your story. We haven't even gotten that deep into it. I think it's really inspirational that you just flat out said like, yeah, I had no prior experience, but I went and found help. And then I started ground building from the ground. That's something that I want to continue more of those stories on this show because I'm going to throw somebody under the bus. We just had a guy. He's a successful entrepreneur. Literally like two hours ago, he was in here. You were still at school. You know, you got work or whatever. And I had him in here and we did 45 minutes of talking and I'm good. I can run a show. I'm super good. Right. But it's very hard when somebody doesn't open up and they say like, oh yeah, I have everything taken care of. Nobody has everything taken care of, but he just comes in and you can tell due to his background or whatever he was, he had to come in just very, I don't know if it was something that I did, like that's what I need to work. But usually I don't know why it is when we're having strong female business owners in here, the episodes are always 10 times better than when I try to get the guys in here. It's so hard to break down that wall of like, yeah, no, no, I have everything. I don't know if it's a pressure that they feel like they have to have everything taken care of. I don't know if it's something that they're seeing me and I'm kind of a big guy or whatever it is. And like, I'm, I'm not that intense. I'm doing everything the same that I always do. However, I'm not able to get certain things out of them, just like the value that you're already providing. And what I want to sort of help put out to other people to help them mm -hmm. so that they understand that they can be in your position and get to the level that you're at and continue getting to the level that you're going. Because we've talked about this. Personally, I don't feel super relatable because I was groomed to be an entrepreneur. Like just from this tall, there's, I've always built businesses. I haven't done anything other than I've worked one real job since you've known me. Right. And it's like, I just see things differently than how the average person sees it. And I've been pressure tested to go, hey, this is what you're going to do. You're going to basically pay your way through college, get this figured out, do dog businesses, do the jet ski thing, do all this stuff. And then guess what? You're going to go into business and finance and you're going to just start becoming a superstar in that. And you're going to be one of the most youngest, most talented, successful, hardest working entrepreneurs within this framework that's not super relatable, let's say, but I still come on here and I go, no, I'm scared. I don't know where things are going, right? Like, mm -hmm. I know I've been doing really well up until this point. However, I don't know what's going on in 2024. Nobody does. We're not there yet, right? Mm -hmm. But it's super cool that you are saying like, yeah, no, I reached out to help. And why, why are they able to say that? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, what mm -hmm. makes her different from this other guy who I'm not going to have back on? You know what I mean? Things like that. It's just... Super cool. I just want to thank you. I don't oh. know why I went on that little rant, but oh. like, I, I really like what you're doing because it's just the right way to do it. That's just what I wanted yeah. to say. I think it's a, a really important to be open-minded. Um, being a woman, I, I'm not sure if you can relate on it, but I think we're just very much more passionate and emotional about what we do. Mm -hmm. and, and especially for me, it is a job and it is my work and it is my business and I put my heart and soul into it, like literally. <laughs> right. Um, and it's, and I love it. Yeah. And it's to me when, you know, when you love something, it's, you're very much open to, for me personally, I guess I should, for me speaking, um, I'm open to, to receive like different, you know, what do you call it? Like um, feedback. Feedback. Or... Like I'm definitely open to feedback. Although sometimes my husband gives me very, very critical. 
feedback. <laughs> and it's hard for me to take sometimes, but I know yeah. he's right. And he's been doing what he's doing for a long time. Um, he does. He's not even really in business, but he knows how to build a business. Mm. Yeah. And he's really helped me a lot in building it. And yeah. even though it's really harsh sometimes, I have to hear it. Otherwise, I'm never going to grow. Yeah. And I think that's really important to be open-minded and just like really, you know, like tell me. Yeah. I want to know. I, yeah. I'd rather you be honest with me than sugarcoat it and be like, yeah, your business is great. It looks great. Like, yeah. no. <laughs> I love that right. feedback part because that kind of hits the nail on what this is. How do you feel about that? Like, I'm a guy that knows how to get up in the morning and go to work, mm -hmm. right? And I don't know what you're doing, right? But take it. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about as far as like, you don't often receive the feedback that I want to give it, and I'm working on giving it in a better way too. I think, that is I think, so less aggressive. Yeah, I than think what that is what be. the issue is of like you're. If you're trying to help me with something, or if you're trying to give feedback, you also have to give it to me in a way that I can receive it. It can't be because you and I receive feedback very differently. Yeah. You take messages; it has to be very direct and aggressive, and like that's how you get it. I can't sugarcoat it because he's not going to get the message. But with me. I'm not saying you have to sugarcoat it, but you have to do it in a different way of not being too aggressive, but still getting the message there. Mm -hmm. um, so I think with you and I, it's also like I, the feedback you give me can come off as very harsh for me too. And I'm like, God damn, like, yeah. and I almost get upset. I'm like, well, I'm not doing that then. Like I'm, I'm letting that go. I'm not, I'm not listening to you anymore. Like, no, you don't know anything. You don't know what you're talking about. I am not following your advice, <laughs> but it's like, but it might in my head, I'm like, it's still kind of good advice though, but it's like, but you're not giving it to me the way I would need yes, it. The delivery is very important. And yeah. honestly, like in a partnership, it's very difficult when you're, you're, you know, getting feedback for something that you're doing. Yeah. It's literally in, in the delivery. Cause I was my husband and I argue about this all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sharing this <laughs> with the world. But it's it's true. It's like, I know he's right. Yeah. But like when you hear, like for example, I have a business advisor. She's a woman. And she's amazing. Her name is Kina. She's from Fuller Management. Um, or Fuller Pro, sorry. And she's based in downtown Long Beach. And she actually works with a lot of small businesses in Long Beach as well. But whenever I talk to her, she says the same thing that my husband does, but the way she delivers it is so different yeah. that like, I'm like, oh yeah, I hear you. Right. I'm listening Like now. I get it. My husband said this, but the way you're delivering it, yeah. I got this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's just, you know, I think it's in the delivery. Yeah. I like that sure. a lot. And I think it's funny because you're like almost to that cliff of like, oh, I want to share something, but I don't want to share something. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we find with this show that the thing that you do share is ends up being the most relatable part of the entire show. And that's why I've just always open with everything I say. Mm -hmm. But I've also been like, you know what? I kind of let go of the reins and I go, I might not be the person to deliver that message. You kind of just have to figure, that's hard for me to do. You know what I mean? That's the hardest thing I can do is where I go like, no, if we're talking about work ethic, I'm at the 10 out of 10. I'm at the pinnacle standard. If I work harder, I'll kill myself. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's flat out, like that's where it is. So I go, no, no, no. I can show you a little thing or two. If that's what you actually, as much as you want, we can open up the hood on the car and see how it runs. 
but it's hard for me to be like, nope, I guess I'm just not the person to like, you work hard, babe. I'm not acting like you don't work hard, but you know what I mean? If there's things where you're like, geez, I wish I could just wake up a little earlier. So I had more time to do things like that. And I go, oh yeah, no, I, my body wakes me up at like four mm-hmm. thirty every day. So, and I think with you, it's very much like it's all or nothing. So if he can't deliver it the way you want to deliver of like super aggressive and like, ah, you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to deliver it. Oh, I'll try all. to do some. I like that. That's a breakthrough. Okay. So you know I mean? just a little bit instead of like waking up to work out every single day at five in the morning for an entire week, would you be like, how about we just try two days? Mm. Is that it? Or maybe not five in the morning, maybe seven or six. Is right. that like what yeah. would work better for you? Yeah. I can commit to yeah. trying something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Aww. I love that this is becoming like a relationship. Yeah. I'm telling you, when you're <laughs> you know, when you're in a partnership in your business, like he's not my, you know, he's not part of my business. He is because he's my husband, but like right. he helps me a lot. And yeah. I think when, you know, when you guys also doing your podcast, it's, it's a partnership mm-hmm. within your business. And yeah. it's very important to hear each other out and like have that communication. Yeah. It's, it's all around, right? Yeah. <laughs> How did you meet your husband? How long have you guys been together? We've been together for nine years. He'll get mad at me. I don't know when we met. But it's in December. I never Ball. remember when we met. I'm sorry. Ballpark. It was like two days before Christmas or I don't know. I don't know. He's always he's he's always gonna give me shit about that. Yeah. But we've been together for almost nine years. What's his name? Sean. Okay. Shout out to Sean. Yeah, he was actually. Do you want me to come? Like, mm, I I may get really like shy and like I don't know, but. I'm good. I'll I'll go by myself. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But his name's Sean. Um, We've been together for nine years, married for four and a half years. Congrats. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Um, But yeah, we met here in Long Beach. He was living here. I was about to move to Ithaca, New York. Mm. Um, I knew that was far because I had no idea where I was like, is that SoCal? Where? I've never yeah. heard of it. Like, <laughs> it's nowhere near the city or New York City. It's like four or five hours away from oh, wow. New oh, York geez. City. But wow. I wanted to get away from the city and I still do sometimes. Um, but yeah, I was planning on moving up there and I was like, bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See you later. I'm leaving. And he's like, great. This is, this works out. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I drove across the country and while I was driving into Austin or driving to Austin, I was doing like the Southern route. Um, I was in a very rural, in the middle of the nowhere area in Texas and some dude in a lifted truck threw something out of his window, hit my windshield. Mm. And I was like, I'm not going to stop in the middle of nowhere oh, and no. check my car. And so I ended up just driving and like just kept driving and I reached civilization mm. and I was like, okay, I can stop. Yeah. And then, you know, I called him and he was like, all right, I'm going to fly out to Dallas. I'm going to meet you there. Pick me up. I'm going to ride the rest of the way with you mm. to, to New York. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> that's like a movie. That I is know. like a good little script to a movie. Right? I like that. That's, that's our love story, I guess. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. Do you guys live here in Long Beach? We do. Yeah. 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 We, yeah. um, he's lived here for a long time. Mm. So that's really cool. Yeah. I saw, um, you're a big dog person, right? I am. I love dogs. I love animals. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any, like, do you have any pets I or anything? I have two dogs. Um, while I was actually, I've had other two dogs in the past that I've had since I was in my early twenties. Uh, I rescued them from the street. Um, they were chewinies. And then <laughs> <laughs> one of them passed away in 2008. 
13 and so we adopted another one and she's from iran mm. oh. we had to learn how to speak farsi because <laughs> she only understood farsi um and so we adopted her and then in 2000 or actually was it last year 2022 mm. what year are we in 23 20, about okay. to be 24 yeah. i know about to be in so two weeks mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. the other one passed away um mm. and then we ended up we're like well, we don't need another dog she'll be fine yeah and of course me just projecting she's so lonely yeah we need another one <laughs> and so we ended up adopting another one and he's great yeah <laughs> he's yeah. kind of an asshole but i love him what's up a dog is he <laughs> Um, he's a long-haired dachshund. Oh, those are nice. <gasps> oh, we want one. Yeah. Well, you can meet him. You want him? Oh. Just get him. I'll Not the him. mean one. <laughs> I love the cream dachshunds because her sister has a dapple <gasps> and piebald mix. So he's very unique looking. Like a mini one. He's tiny. And those are the only little dogs that I actually like is like dachshunds. I freaking love them so much. I know. Oh, my goodness. They're really cool. Does he cuddle a lot? Yes, and sometimes on his mm. own time, mm. like he, he, his own terms, like he'll he'll cuddle, but yeah. for the most part, he's kind of he he's a rescue. Yeah. yeah, um, he he's very sweet. He mm. likes to to touch, but yeah. like if you try to grab onto him, he's like, nah, dude, like, yeah, get away from me. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah, we have a little monster back there in the back room <gasps> that you can meet. That uh, it's like he's built in a lab. So he's back there in his, he's in his crate right in now. In his crate because he decides that everything is his. Yep. And yeah. Aww. So he's a two-year-old Belgian Melanois. His <gasps> name's Kino. And uh, he's wild. But he's really good at what he does. But what he does is just wreck havoc. Yeah. Like if he wasn't in the crate right now, he would be right by the door trying to open the door. Like, oh. like he would there. like yeah. touch the doorknob trying to get under. He, yeah. And then if we Smart. let him out, he yeah. would jump up here and he would lay on you and he'd be like, oh, it's my new person. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm about that life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So that dogs are the best though. Right? I know. I, I love dogs. I couldn't, he, he wants another one of these and he wants, this is the dog that we'll have for the rest of our lives. The breed. I don't know if we can do that. Yeah. They're crazy. No, I don't know if I can do that. That's fine. I understand. They're crazy. I'm open to whatever. They're I crazy. Love dogs. And it's hard to travel. Yeah. That yeah. too. That's yeah. the one thing. Yeah. And we travel a lot. Um, mm-hmm. So we have always have to figure out, like we're going to Sweden here in two weeks. So it's like we always have to figure out where we're going to put him, who's watching him. And with mm-hmm. him, we're so specific on who watches him because he just requires so much like training and just attention and like he pulls like he's strong like we need someone that's kind of experienced with bigger dogs so that's also a thing like we can't just give him to anyone you know mm-hmm. we can't just go on like the dog sitting apps and just be like oh yeah take him because he's very demanding so it's a lot but i love him that's funny you say <laughs> yeah. the dogs app because i we we usually have our two trusted people to yeah. watch them but we're like i feel so bad always asking them yeah so we finally decided to meet someone on the rover and mm-hmm. Um, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, most of the time it does work it out. It does totally work fine, out. Especially if you have like regular small dogs. Yeah. It's just, he is a risk to the public. <laughs> like he's, he, if you let the genie out the bottle, you're not getting three wishes. Like that's and all we do. it's not Christina. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Definitely not. So it's just one of those things of no. like, yeah, you just, he's a specific set of rules. Stick to the rules. Everything's yeah. fine. But yeah. yeah, he's a little werewolf. Yeah. I can't wait nice. to meet him. Yeah. yeah he's, you're we'll going to love him. him but yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely cool. He's crazy, though. 
Yeah. What would you say right now is kind of your biggest thing towards the holiday season? Like as far as work stuff, do things pick up obviously or do things slow down? Do you take time off? How does that work? Oh my goodness. Um, It's finally picking up. Mm -hmm. Um, I think just with the economy, everything that's been going on this year, um, it, it, I think it's affecting everything. Right. Um, Because it's not just me. It's not just my industry. It's every industry out there that's experiencing it. Um, But yeah, it's, for me, it's starting to pick up and and, uh, hopefully it just maintains that way. Yeah. Yeah. Do you run the shop by yourself? Is there anybody else on your team? So yes, I do run the shop by myself. However, I do have two other independent artists um, who rent from, from my, my studio. Yeah. And, uh, they're also amazing artists. They became really good friends. Um, and I'm actually going to be renting out the one upstairs, or I am renting up the ones upstairs or a bed upstairs. So hopefully find someone for that. Yeah. yeah that'll Fun. be cool. What does your typical day look like when you work? Um, let's see. Start my day, walk the dogs. Uh, feed the dogs. Actually, that my husband does that. Mm-hmm. I don't. Let's not lie about that one. <laughs> <laughs> we have. We also have to like divide up the work. Like, you'll feed him, and like I'll brush his teeth. Like, you really have to divide up that work because mm-hmm. it's a lot. It's mm-hmm. like having a kid. Yeah, yeah. it is literally. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So I'll usually start with making sure emails are. You know, I respond to those and then if I need to, I'll post something on Instagram. But honestly, sometimes that's also just tedious and like Instagram is a whole nother job in itself. Yeah. Um, And then I go to work around 1030. Depends, you know, if you're in downtown, you may have a homeless person or an an unhoused person um, sleeping in front of your shop. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Has that happened a lot? Oh, especially during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, so that's that's another challenging. And what um, do you do to get them off? For the most part, they're harmless. Yeah. And I actually know one of them, or most of them. I just I get along with one of them, and usually he'll, I, I'll tell him to leave, and yeah. he'll be like, "Okay." Um, and then I just have to kind of clean up. Mm-hmm. You know, being a business owner, I don't just do emails and my job. I actually clean too and yeah. scrub the toilets and the floor. <laughs> right. Um, sometimes I'll water the plants, you know, get everything, my tray set up. Um, and then just kind of wait for my client until they get there. And yeah. I like that. What's on your tray? I like the boring stuff that you think is maybe boring is like actually the stuff that we love to hear about because well, it's like, you also don't know a lot well, yeah, about definitely. the stuff. But like, it's like if we have a restaurant on and then they're like, well, you really want me to talk about like the morning crew of the restaurant? We're like, yeah, no, that's like what we <laughs> yeah. want to hear about. Like we come in and we do this and then we, 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 we make the sauce and we do that. And I'm like, oh, okay. I like that. Like what's love on the plate? It. I yeah. love that. Um, well, I mean, I sanitize everything first and then I lay out the, the little dental bib with the plastic so that everything's sanitary. I have my microblading blades. I have my um, cotton rounds. I have little pigment cups with all the ink and numbing cream in them, um, Q-tips. But everything just laid out on yeah. on my little tray. Fun. Um, I don't know. Is that, is how, that interesting? Yeah, yeah, definitely. How long? Well, now I have questions. How long does it usually take you to do like a, a set of eyebrows? Um, I would say two to 
two to two and a half. Depends. Mm. I love symmetry. And so it takes me a while to draw. I love, like, I just want to make sure that it's, like, to the T. And, like, I ask a lot of questions. I want someone to be, like, very happy when they leave. So there's, Two, two you know, to two and a half what? Hours. Hours. What? Yeah. Let me, let me break it down crazy. for you. crazy. Really? I'll break it down. <laughs> I got to hear this. This better be good. It's not just all two hours of tattooing. Okay. <laughs> so we have 20 minutes of numbing. All right. And then while they're numbing, they're going to fill out their consent form. If we have time, I'll go over their aftercare. And if not, we'll go over it later. After I numb them, we go ahead and talk about what their concerns are. I start drawing and mapping out their brows. I create a little border frame around their brow to make sure that there's symmetry. There's um, making sure like the front of the brow is completely symmetrical to the feature of the face, making sure that their arch and their tail is completely lifted and that gives arch it more and volume. The tail. Okay. Mm-hmm. Opening that feature and like mm-hmm. making sure that the brows are not dropping because you want to think about it over time. As we age, everything drops. You want to lift everything. <laughs> right. Um, then I pre-draw the hair strokes with a pencil. And then once we approve of that shape, I go ahead and start. Yeah. Um, usually it takes the actual procedure itself is about maybe 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, it's pretty quick. Yeah. I don't, I mean, it, it sounds like it's long, I but it's not. I just had no idea. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool though. Is micro, um... Blading the the most common service that you do, or do you kind of just is it very fifty fifty? How does it work for you? I say I do more brows, but lip blush mm-hmm. is like up there too. Yeah, and so. do you do like waxing and shaping and everything else, like not just the microblading? No, so I just I also do uh, brow waxing, brow mm-hmm. threading, lash lifts, brow lamination. Did I say brow tinting? I did. Ooh. Yeah. I need to go because I, I've always had like my eyebrow hair gets really long um, and I try to shape them myself and in the mirror, it looks fine. Like, oh yeah, it looks like symmetric. And then when there's a photo of me, I'm like, oh no, that does not look symmetric at all. I need to go to you to get these very symmetrical because <laughs> it's a struggle. And it's I explain horrible. everything. Like typically when you get your brows threaded, they just go at it with your thread, right? Yeah. So the way I do my brow shaping, and I also give the choice of threading because some people are allergic to wax, um, I actually frame them too. So I'll draw the border around your brows to make sure we're like not taking too much hair out right. because you you want to be careful not to overdo it because again, as we get older, we lose hair. So as much as possible, I'm trying to um, keep your hair and you know make it fuller yeah anything yeah (laughs) i'm gonna have to go to you because that needs to get done (laughs) and then here's the thing too does your husband like know a lot about eyebrows now is he like an expert oh my gosh yes he is (laughs) he's like a walking advertisement does he come to you like you do his eyebrows and stuff no i mean i do but like it took him a while to to allow me to touch really it was like i'd be like can i just trim that little hair that's like sticking into your eye He's like, no, don't touch my brows. <laughs> and then finally during the pandemic, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Maybe it's because we've spent so much time with each other. He's like, there's a video of it too on the internet mm-hmm. where he's like, all right, 
you can you can trim them, okay, but don't yeah. trim too much. <laughs> and like I'm like, can I please record this? Yeah, because this right here is that we need to. This is content, right? Yeah. And I just trimmed a little bit on his brows, and ever since then, like he'll let me trim them. Good. So it looks better. Well, here's the thing: is I didn't know that ladies were spending that much time on their eyebrows. I feel bad because I've never even noticed it. Like I know a little bit because I'm watching you do it, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I kind of see what you did, but. I want to know more. That way I can at least be like more appreciative of like, oh yeah, that lady, check her out. Like mm. she did her thing. You go girl. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> good job. That two and a half hours. I hope somebody notices. Yeah. Right. But. Oh hmm. yeah. 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 Um, to touch back on my husband, there was one time he went to a Dodger game mm-hmm. and he texted me and he goes, there is this girl. She really needs to get her brows done and she no. needs to see you. <laughs> he was so drunk. <laughs> he basically told her or, or grabbed her phone and was like, you need to follow my wife. She will do your brows. Oh my God. And like she, he like added me on her Instagram. <laughs> uh-huh. And then he calls me. He's like, hey, did you see the girl that, you know, she added you on Instagram? I just told her to go to you. <laughs> That's funny. Did she show up? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that's my husband. I He's guess, my number one supporter. I, I guess, love that. Would it be better or worse if like I was in that situation? And I was like, hey, you should really get your brows like messed up. Because they're like, whoa, hold on now. Like, <laughs> well, you just exposed me. I Because I think the eyebrows are such a, it's such a big part of your face. Like no matter if they're super thin or big or like whatever it is. Like if they, however they look, it's going to be a big part of your face. So I think when someone were to comment on my eyebrows of like, oh my God, girl, like they look wild i'll be like oh my god like like i'm looking you from over here i want to like hide i was like "Mm, don't look at me like ooh, that's scary but you can't hide them right no you can't put a bag especially if you have like darker eyebrows too i've always had like darker eyebrows um well time out compared to what though because sometimes you'll be like oh my gosh i'm so tan and i'm like are you really though well for being white from oh, being, so we're on the spectrum I mean, from of when white. i grew up of like being very blonde gotcha my eyebrows were always a lot darker than like my the hair on my head gotcha um but some people have really light eyebrows and mm-hmm. i mean that obviously affects your look too mm-hmm. but eyebrows is a whole thing it's it really wild is. yeah it's it, wild it's, it shapes it. everything i feel like have you ever seen those like memes on Instagram where like Anne Hathaway has no brows? Oh, yeah. The, so here's the honest <laughs> truth, guys. I only notice it when someone doesn't have eyebrows and then I'm like, whoa, like you look like a thumb, you know? <laughs> it's wild. So yeah, they are important. You I want to learn like more. Yeah, don't they look like a thumb? It's funny. I want to talk about like maybe Filipino culture or Filipino oh, yeah. food in general because... I love the Filipino food. Mm. Why is there not more restaurants that sell like Filipino food? Not in Long Beach. Yeah. Where you got to go to Carson go? or Cerritos. Mm. Okay. Carson and Cerritos mm-hmm. gets it in. Cause, like, what is typical Filipino food? Um, the, the most popular ones I would say is lumpia, which are those egg rolls. Mm. And then there's pancet, which is the noodle. And then there's adobo, which is like you could do pork or chicken. Um, I like chicken. Um, but yeah, I just love every time I go and I just get invited to like a family gathering or something like that. It's top best. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like it's Hawaiians and then it's the Filipinos that take it where I just get three plates and I'm like, yay. And I just leave so full. It's like, and you can't, you leave with food and you also can't, you can't say no, you have to eat or else it's like 
and you have to finish your plate. You can't. So that's the thing too. We just got into that. We're going to have um, one of the owner, the Nick, the Greek guy over here on second street. Mm-hmm. And he gave us so much food to try to be like, Oh yeah, come on the show. And I was done. I was full. I was good. I couldn't eat anymore. And you're like, no, it's rude to not finish it. And I was like, no, it's rude if he doesn't overfeed us. So you just got to take it. Well, Cause I think I always grew up with like, you finish your plate. Um, and also our plates weren't huge. So it's like, yeah you're able to finish your plate Mm -hmm. um so i've always been like if i especially if 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 there's food on the table and i myself prepare my plate i want i want well yeah because i also want to finish that because i'm like okay well i chose to put this much food on my plate so fucking finish it you know exactly um so i i've always grown up with like you you should finish your food and my parents are always like think about the kids in africa that are starving right now and i'm like Mm-hmm. At first, I was like, "Well, yeah," but then I'm now that I'm thinking back, I'm like, "Well, I don't know how that would help them by me finishing my food or not." But it was just the mentality of like, "You have food, finish it." Basically, yeah, I don't like wasting food. Yeah, me I like either. That. So, can I talk about Sweden? Yeah, mm-hmm. I love, I love the the culture, um, the people, the old buildings you guys have, the weather. The food is dog shit, though. Yeah. Like, so that's what I'm talking about is where we're talking about cultures that are rich in their food. And it's like the, the it's their main attraction. Like this is what they do. You go to an African-American household. She's cooking. My grandma's cooking soul food. There's mac, you're going to get this much macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. You can't eat it all. She's just happy that you're full. Mm-hmm. If you leave hungry, that's your fault. So it's like just get full and you're totally cool. But yeah, don't be wasteful. Like don't eat the yeah. whole turkey leg <laughs> if you're not going to like eat the whole turkey leg. Just yeah. get a little piece. Right. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll never I'll never say that Swedish food is like good like it's very like very basic like nothing yeah it it does not stand out at all it makes me happy though how nostalgic you get for things because you grew up eating certain things so you're like like i would never eat that i'm like that's whatever but you're like oh my god this reminds me of third grade when i was doing this (laughs) like let's fucking eat it and we eat it and i'm like it's all right like you know what i mean have you ever had pound cake you know what i mean Mm -hmm. you're like you guys are doing this little light thing i'm like you i look prefer cheesecake cobbler's Mm. pot like all sorts of stuff yeah yeah. Are you a big dessert person? Oh, yeah. Wait, hold on. I have to ask. Mm-hmm. Have you tried the Ikea Swedish meatballs? They're actually really good. Guess mm-hmm. where I'm going after this. Oh, you're going Are to you Ikea? Going <laughs> I was actually thinking because if you haven't tried it, you have to get the chocolate they have there. It's the it's the yeah. brand is called Marabu. I'll show yes. you a picture. Have you I, tried it? I I. I believe so. The milk chocolate, so rich. Yeah, that's the best chocolate. If we had some, in the we'd world. give you some. But yeah, yeah, we always eat it so. But fast. I need. We actually need to go to IKEA because I need to get that chocolate. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Because you know you guys aren't going to Spain in the next two weeks. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is there anything on the list in IKEA that you guys need, or are you just? Going I'm just to go? looking for a picture frame for mm. this. Oh, geez. So you have to go through the whole that I bought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Swedish meatballs are actually like I. Yeah. They actually taste very similar to what you would eat like in your household unless like because my mom usually makes like the, the homemade me- ones the are meatballs fire. Um, so they taste a little different mm-hmm. um but no they are they're pretty good at ikea yeah. i like them a lot so i told my husband he's yeah. like 
Eh, yeah, no, it's like, good. Ew. Yeah, no, <laughs> and, I I love it. But the weird thing is, is when we go to Sweden, it's such a hard ask to like get someone to make the meatballs too. That's like, you know what I mean? This is your it's thing. It's like a I'm holiday like, thing. Yeah, I'm like, it's oh. a holiday thing. I'm like, no, it's Tuesday. I'm here. Make meatballs, please. <laughs> like, I don't want because the alternative is like crackers and porridge or something. That is like not that. true. Now you're no no no. Yeah. Now you're lying. <laughs> now that I need to try true. Swedish food. Yes, and um, um, don't don't get too excited. <laughs> but it is i'll say it's healthy oh, it's not it. as like processed as like american food so healthy so. i did just go to finland mm. is it very similar yeah i would say it's pretty similar okay. yeah i i actually really enjoyed finland what'd you do over there my best friend got married to a finnish man mm. and so i was there for a wedding um i wish i would have stayed longer uh, she was like, there's not much to see here. You should yeah. go somewhere else. Yeah. And we're like, okay, fine. We'll go to Berlin then. And then yeah. when we got there, I was like, why didn't we stay in Finland longer? Because I actually really love the greenery yeah. and like all of that. And Berlin was just another city and we did all the museums, which was kind of depressing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. up to date on the German history? I mean, I knew, but I was, I didn't know I was, what I was getting myself into. Yeah. <laughs> what did you take away from there? Like, what were some of the things where you're like, my dad was, um, he spent a lot of time over in Germany too, because my grandpa was in the military. So he was around there during the, like the fall of the wall and all sorts of mm, things like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's like any history takeaways that you stuck you're like, no, just Nothing, to get out of just, there. It was depressing, huh? <laughs> it was just, it was heavy. Yeah. You know? it, just being there is kind of heavy. Although, yeah. like, I, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I mm. really did. Um, it's sad because I didn't get to experience the techno. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that we was the number one thing. <laughs> right? <laughs> Everyone's like, you got to go to this club. I forget yeah. what it's called. Um, but it was, uh, we were only there during, like, the weekdays. So, right. like, we, we can't even. Yeah. And I'm not really... I'm partied out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. it was great. Yeah. Do you travel a lot? Or do you like to travel a lot? I would like to say I travel a lot, but last year I traveled for three weddings. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's that season. Your all, circle is were just Were they getting... all outside the country or were they um, in the country? One was in Austin. The other one was um, in Utah. Mm. So does your buddy live in Finland now? Most of my friends the... are not here. Yeah. My close friends yeah. Mm. yeah i mean it's good though because now like with technology and everything else it's just a plane ride away right yeah. like your family is really far away but like we see them just as much as we see my family and yeah. my people are in vegas so yeah. like it's not you know anything That's crazy like a four-hour drive yeah we like it we like our little vegas road trip yeah. yeah the worst part of it is um kino is the worst car rider animal that you'll see it's like if we just put Horrible. like a bucking bronco back there and it was just like you know it sounds like a horse is just going wild back like he there. will never settle down nope, like he, he will just not settle down Aww. yeah it's terrible he needs like a horse tranquilizer to yeah just we put might him need down. to drug him next time yeah but you're not willing to drug him the level that he's gonna need to like <laughs> actually i need him out like oh, <sighs> does he get like anxiety in the car i think he gets there's probably a few reasons why he's acting like that but i think he, when we first get in the car, he's like, "Ooh, where are we going? Are we going to the park? Are we going?" Like he's, he's like excited to go somewhere, and then he realizes that like, "Oh, we're not going to the park after like thirty minutes," mm -hmm. and then after that, it might be just be like, the anticipation of like, "Where are well, where are we going? Are we going to a big park somewhere else?" Like, he gets very, I think, excited to go somewhere, but then also it could also be the, 
he doesn't know like he's like well where like where are we going i'm like, taking you to the vet yeah no literally <laughs> yeah and he acts like that in every, every single car ride whether it is to the vet or to the park or Aww. vegas like he will whine and he will bark and he yeah he's a rough a guy much. but yeah. when we get him there everything's yeah. all good right? yeah <laughs> and we have noticed though because we usually leave really early in the morning when we go to vegas mm-hmm. um part of that was because he had an older car so we wanted to leave like if in the summers we wanted to leave before yeah. it got super hot out. So we would leave at like five in the morning and then uh, and we just kept doing that now. Just it's just a little routine that we have. So I've noticed that when we leave that early, Kino is actually better because I think he's still like waking up a little bit. So mm-hmm. he'll be quiet for like an hour, maybe an hour and a half. And then he'll start whining. Yeah, definitely. Ugh. And then he'll whine for the rest of the ride. Yeah. Yeah. But he's good, though. He's fine he's good right now he's i haven't heard a peep yeah well, yeah i sprinted him on the sand yeah. so much he like when he came in he was like sedi- like no he did wind sprints for like 20 minutes just yeah you gotta tire him out yeah so he, goes, and he sounds like a car like it's just such a deep like <gasps> like it's just he does it for a while and then he gets his water but he's happy but, yeah, yeah it's a different like it's yeah it's not like anxiety it's just he's such a high drive dog the, yeah, all high drive dogs have anxiety, if that's how you define it, but it's drive. Mm. So, like, if you don't have him doing something, he's going to start flipping out. Yeah. And it's like, you got to keep him, like, active. Mm, yeah, we have to. Super. Yeah. So, But to. it's lucky because we're right here, so we just let him out. Yeah. He goes and does his thing, but, yeah. yeah. With your business, do you get mostly women, or is it, like, 50-50 men and women? How, how does it work? Mostly women, but mm-hmm. I do get male clients, yeah. um, which is amazing. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Uh, that I get to have both, best of both worlds. Yeah. Cause they are two different styles. Um, but yeah, I get, I get a decent amount of male clients too. How does the service differ? Like, is it women tend to want more uh, lash lift and then the men want something else? Or, yeah. For men, it's mostly microblading mm. I've, I've gotten some lip blush too who yeah. just wants to um neutralize like their lip because there's a lot of pigmentation on there um but i i would say mostly brows for male clients yeah i like mm. that do you have any plans for the holiday season coming up like family you guys going anywhere you guys staying local christmas plans staying local mm. yeah yeah we were gonna go to vegas which we did last year for new year's um, my husband's best friend lives out there, so we spent time with them. Uh, we did not go on the strip. Every time we're in Vegas, <laughs> we do not go on the strip yeah. unless we're going to Circus Circus in memory of our friend who passed away. Mm. Um, but other than that, we usually just stay in downtown and we made dinner for New Year's Eve. Nice. Like we made like steak and lobster. And oh, nice! Everyone fell asleep except me. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a night person? Can you stay up late? Um, if I have to, yeah. As I get older, I'm like, nah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go to bed at 8.30. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I don't know. If, I'm definitely not a morning person. I will be a morning person if I need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, night person, I can stay up, but I don't want to do anything at night. Like going out late at night, no thank you. I, I'll stay up until midnight, but it would have to be like I'm just watching TV or I'm on my phone. Like it has to be, my nights have to be very relaxing. relaxing. Yeah, yeah. I do not want to do I anything. I love 
it's so funny that you both were like relaxing because my word was like unproductive. No. Like, it was just like, <laughs> I, sorry, but like, I get it. Yeah, relaxing. <laughs> I go until, you know. Well, we you would have been really early though. Like, or mm-hmm. if you could, you'd go to bed at like 7 p.m. Oh, that'd be nice. Every day. I'd go to bed right after this show if right. I could. But that doesn't really make sense. <laughs> I, I like sleep. I like rest, but like I fall asleep so fast. Well, too. we've also noticed, cause, yeah, he falls asleep way, like really fast. Like we'll go to bed and like, Within two minutes, I hear him like snore. <laughs> um, but if you, we realize that if he falls asleep at like nine thirty or ten, he'll wake up at like four yeah. and be up. So you yeah. ha- like we can't. You kind of have to force yourself to stay up later, so that you can sleep mm-hmm. longer. I can sleep for hours and hours. Mm-hmm. Do you have any favorite holiday traditions? Like, is there anything specific that you do? Like, obviously, we kind of have our thing. We go to Sweden. You know, we're kind of making that like our thing to do we have like our coffee shops and we do our thing do you have anything that you do specifically that's like non-traditional or you just take it easy just basic like movies food call it a day man every year i feel like it's so different Uh when i was younger it used to be christmas eve is spent with my family Mm -hmm. we celebrate christmas eve and then some of them go to church like at the midnight mass um and i was raised catholic but i i to be honest, I know nothing about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that and like just a very, very loud household with all my cousins. Everyone's singing in the karaoke. Mm-hmm. We're playing games. Like it's very fun and loud. But um, I guess as I get older, um, I spend my Christmas day with my husband's family because they, they, they celebrate that tradition. And it's more traditional for them to do it on Christmas day. So it kind of works out. Like yeah. My family's Christmas Eve and then his with a Christmas day. Yeah. And both families are in the area? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, not Long Beach, but like LA, yeah. Riverside County or that farther. Apart. Yeah. So yeah. that's awesome. Close by. Do you guys have a lot of family like still in the Philippines? Oh, yeah. Do you ever travel back? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes I period. wish I could go more often. Um, it's just really hard because life is hard there Mm. so of course when you go back or when I go back to my country and I think anyone can relate who's from the Philippines is you know you the families are struggling so we have to come prepared we have to have money (laughs) we have to have gifts Mm. um and it's not always easy to to see family struggle no yeah I mean that's an important thing I've never really even thought about would you recommend like where would be some good spots in the Philippines to vacation to or like go see or check out? Cause I would like to explore more. It's just, there's so much there that I'm like, I don't know where to, where to start. start. Yeah. That's kind of the oh, intimidating yeah, there's part. There's a lot of places to go yeah. in the Philippines. Um, if you like the city, Manila is great, but just be ready to like, it's like a culture shock mm-hmm. for some people. I think it's important to kind of see that because it's a third world country and you have to see how, you know, Life is like that, and it makes you appreciate what you have here. And, like, I think that's always something that I've held within myself is, like, I appreciate everything that I have here right. because it's very, very hard in the Philippines. Um, but if you're looking more for traveling and vacation, I would say Palawan. That's actually where we got engaged. Oh, that's nice. Um, and then there's Boracay, which is very popular. Um, another one, if you like surfing, Shargao is like really popular right now too. It's beautiful. Oh, cool. Chocolate Hills. If you want like 
something kind of somewhat local to Manila. There's the Gaitai. There's like so much to see. Yeah. Yeah. That was it right there. We're going to have to research these spots. I know. We have to. This one gives me something to do. Yeah. Yeah. I like that you mentioned the the gratefulness and thankfulness part of like you're so thankful for everything that you have. Um, I I didn't grow up in the Middle East at all, but like I, I lived in Syria for a year, lived in Pakistan for a year. And even just for living for just a year at each of those places and you see everything that goes on and how some people actually live, you're like, oh, well, my problems aren't that hard. Like it's, it's okay. Like in, mm-hmm. in, and not in the sense of like, you should like diminish your own problems or, or say that your problems aren't valid or your feelings aren't valid, but mm-hmm. okay. just look at where we, I mean, we, we even talk about this sometimes too, of like just the fact that we were born or you were born here. I was born in Sweden. Being born is just like, that's just by chance mm-hmm. of like, you can't control where you're born. I love that too, actually, because I've been just thinking about that. Or my mom, she does a lot of consulting with um, like tribal affairs, like a lot of the Native American tribes around mm-hmm. the country. Those are technically third world countries within America. However, the caveat that I like to tell her is that, yes, these people are struggling and they're hurting. However, they are U.S. citizens. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things where it's like, I, so many of the people in the Middle East or the Filipinos would kill to like, come over and have the certain opportunities to go to work just like your mom did back in the day, right? And make something of themselves and get their families taken care of and things like that. But it really does come down to like, where the hell did I get born on this big wet rock? But like, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of determines so much of, now obviously we hear the stories where this guy came from Africa and he did this and this and this, but what about the hundred guys that didn't, Mm -hmm. right? What about the people that you're talking about seeing that don't have that type of opportunity? It's, um, it is something that to be grateful for. Yeah. Right. It is. That's awesome. How is your uh, podcast experience here on Natural Thoughts and Talks? It's great. I actually feel comfortable with you guys. Good. <laughs> I like that. That's our biggest goal here. Yeah. Is to have a space where people feel like they can open up and share their story and yeah. listen to kind of the things that they do. And well, because it's weird. It's like we don't know each other. You're, mm-hmm. We're like, hey, come to our apartment. Let's record. <laughs> that throws some people off, depending on how they are as people. And then some people are just like, oh, no, super cool. And we yeah. didn't even have a conversation, like, over the phone before you came in, right? Not really. Yeah. It was more like, yeah, we're just going to ask you questions. Yeah. Cool. Great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> we've switched our system up now. You're the last person to come in like that. Like, I try to have at least a two to three minute minimum phone call of, like, this is what we're about. This yeah. is what we do. That way people don't come in. Because I'm the type of guy where I was just like, oh, yeah, send me the address. I'll show up. It's fine. But, like, we're finding we need to give a little more, like, notice. Yeah. And this is what we're doing to certain <laughs> yeah. people. Cause... I'm, like, looking at Google. I'm like, oh, it's a house. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. And that's kind of the homey style that we're looking for is, like, down the road as we continue to grow and expand and, you know, let's say we have certain brands and sponsorships and things like that, I think it would take away from like the cool vibe that we're trying to make here. If there was like a guy taking pictures right here, like touching your, or here's like a, a stool team. or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's, we're going to have to fix that too. We need like a little. And we, <laughs> and we want a deeper couch, but maybe we shouldn't get a deeper yeah, couch. <laughs> I was looking at one that was even deeper. <laughs> yeah. Let's just get a bed. Yeah. Just get a, like a pullout mattress. It's kind of like couch. that interview with Bobby and Greg. Drake, yeah. where they were both laying in bed. 
That's you can hilarious. get blankets, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Are uh, you naturally extroverted? Or is that? Because I know some, I mean, with me, I can put off a front of being extroverted if I need to, but I think I'm naturally more introverted. Mm -hmm. How are you? That's funny you ask because we were literally just talking about this the other night. Uh -huh. It's like a topic of conversation because there is such thing as an introvert extrovert, mm. right? Um, when I was younger, I was definitely an introvert because I wasn't born here. I didn't speak English very well. Yeah. Um, and I got bullied a lot. So I was definitely an introvert. And then as I like got older, probably like middle school, there was one of my best friends that I met and she kind of broke that shell and was like, all right, let's, yeah. let's party. Let's yeah. do these. Like, I mean, we were in middle school. <laughs> party. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, I became a little bit more in, in extrovert and I think I was starting to learn more about myself as I got older. And then now I'm like super extrovert and then not now, but I was and as of recently, I'm in my late 30s. I kind of just love being at home sometimes. Yeah. And like I love sleeping early if I can. Right. Um, I went out like two weekends ago. And like when I got to this place, I was like, I'm ready to go home. <laughs> how, like how far into it? As soon as you got there, yes. you were ready to leave? <laughs> oh, it was like a... I would call it a reunion. It was their friends who DJed and they were like really big in downtown Santa Ana that I used to party all the time. Mm -hmm. And they had, he was, he was in the, what, the DJ, he was in the Philippines, got stuck there during the pandemic. He came back and he did a little DJ set here. And I went and I saw everybody and I was like, mm, I don't want to go home now. <laughs> like, I don't want to be here. And I immediately went home. No, I like that. I like that. I yeah. honestly, yeah. Cause I mean, I even in the, and I, it probably stems from growing up in Europe. We start to party and drink a lot earlier than 21 mm -hmm. at like 13. Like that's, and we go all out, everything. So I've had like my drinking days and I'm, I'm only 22, but like I'm already done with like drinking, being up late, throwing up. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that anymore. So I'm the same way. Like I'll, I would much rather have like, a night at home like we can hang out at home we can have wine at home absolutely but the whole going out shit and like we don't leave until like 11 o'clock and then we're out until like three in the morning no i can't, I do, can't it. do it anymore no like, i'd rather spend time with my friends yeah and and at home right like and enjoying each other's company yeah. like with wine and like actually having a conversation because yeah. when you're out it's like you're yelling at each other you can't hear and i lost my voice that night yeah <laughs> i was <laughs> like oh my god <laughs> yeah i can't yeah um, no i have to be in a mood for it and i have to like i really have to like get myself going yeah. if i'm i'm trying to party yeah, yeah getting get... ready for going out is more fun than going out oh in my opinion i like that too. i hate getting ready yeah. too oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're like i don't like any of it <laughs> it's all work huh? yeah can i go in my pjs yeah <laughs> That'd be cool. That should be a thing. Like a legit pajama Let's party. Let's start it. Huh? Let's start a bar. The I pajama know, but bar. Apparently, these days, um, I saw like uh, we were my friend and I were having coffee at a Starbucks the other day, and we saw these. I think they're in high school. She's wearing PJ. Well, both of them were wearing PJs with a full face makeup, and I was like, "Damn, we need to normalize that." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I was in high school, and I, I even see it now around college, the college campus. People wear PJ like pants. That's a pet peeve out of mine. in public. Mm -hmm. It is a little bit of a pet peeve of mine too. I'm like, 
did you sleep in those? Like, did you get out of bed with those? Like, you know what I mean? At least put on sweatpants. Like, sweatpants I totally get like, like yeah. a sweat suit. I love a good like hoodie and sweats. That's so cute. You can make that look really, really nice. But PJs? Like, oh, yeah, they wearing their pants? PJs. By the way, I was being sarcastic. They were wearing their PJs with like big old lashes on. Oh, no. <laughs> They thought they looked so good. It just looks like your breath stinks. You know what I mean? Oh like when God. I see somebody. Did you brush your teeth? Girl, yeah, I'm like, you didn't, if you didn't even put sweatpants on, like, I know you didn't get in there. You didn't go your full two minutes, all right? Like, come on now. God. Yeah. So. Yeah, no. As we're kind of closing out this convo, obviously, I want to thank you for taking the time out to come on and yeah, share with us and have a good time. Hopefully, you had a good time. Is there anything that you wanted to talk about that maybe we didn't hit on before we start to close things out? Um, oh, we were talking about dogs earlier. I should probably touch base on that because I, I am a drop-off location for a nonprofit here in LA County. Um, it's for life according to Wellington. And, um, if anyone has any used or gently used or new, uh, dogs, cats, whatever pets, or if you have anything, any items, Dog beds, dog food, medications, blankets, towels, any of that. Please drop them off. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. awesome. I'm happy to take them. Um, they go to dogs who live on the streets or mm-hmm. pets that live on the streets. Um, and yeah. How'd you get awesome. started with that? Um, you just wake up one asked, day. I love and dogs. Like, and I've, I've been trying to figure out a way to in the community and like that's actually one of my goals this year this year I really wanted to focus on community since I have been in Long Beach for eight years now like I I as a business owner I feel it's really important for me to give back to the community Mm. so whether it be me giving my time to um, volunteer at the shelter so sometimes I'll volunteer at the Long Beach Animal Shelter and obviously partnering up with a nonprofit um yeah I just love animals. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I like that a lot. And, and they drop it off at your My salon. location. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Make sure out. people know that. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be super cool. Yeah. And the last thing we like to ask all of our guests are who are maybe like two to three fun people like yourself that are maybe in the Southern California area that we could reach out to that we can see if we can get them in the same seat as you and have them come on and share their story. Could be another like business owner. It could be, we are looking for a lot of strong female voices. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things where it just seems like the trend is like really hot. You guys are taking over everything. And like, we love to hear about it. It's so inspiring and it's really cool, but they don't have to be a business owner. They could just be somebody with a cool career or somebody that like, is an awesome parent or you know what I mean? Just someone like has you a great really soul. vibe with. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have a lot of those actually. <laughs> Give us your list. <laughs> um, so one of them is sand and wolves. Her name's Kim Estrada. She's, she's actually big in the community. She does a uh, vegan ube pastries Ooh. or I guess vegan Filipino pastries. Cool. Um, she's actually opening a brick and mortar here in the um, Bixby Heights. Okay. I think, yeah, I think so. I, I'm sorry. I don't quote me on that. She's <laughs> yeah. opening up. She's finally opening up a brick and mortar. Awesome. Um, she's amazing. I. She's like my little sister. Uh, she's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just have to meet her. Yeah. Um, another one would be another one of my friends who is uh, also. Oh, I probably shouldn't say that. His name's Eugene Santiago. He runs Eat Barrio, or sorry, Barrio. It's also Filipino food here in long beach oh, that's um, awesome. 
there's some great news coming up on that the next year. So exciting. Stay tuned. He's great. Uh, he's a great chef. Uh, my husband sometimes works with him doing wine pairing. So you might even want to interview my husband. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. He loves wine. He's actually uh, trying to open up a wine shop. Oh, cool. Eventually, someday. So, yeah. Maybe awesome. My husband. I yeah. like that. And what, like, made him just get into wine? He's always liked it or? Always loved wine. His his family, they're all winos. I <laughs> <laughs> so, love that. Yeah. Do you like wine? I do. I just don't drink much. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. You. I'll do, like, a half a glass. And yeah. then that's it. I'm like, I'm good. I'm okay. I'm toasty. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Same. Are you a cheap date like Hannah is? Oh, I love Olive Garden. Because, <laughs> like, that's the thing is we'll go somewhere and you'll just be like, do they have tenders? I'm like, tenders? What are you yes, talking I am. about? Get me some fries. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Like, we could have went to, like, Carl's Jr. if that oh, was Oh, yeah. I'm Jack in a Box. Uh, I'm happy. I love it. I mean, it. Jack in the Box is a little pricey nowadays. So. I know. You're so right. you got to stay in that one menu that two two wait two tacos for what is it a dollar still maybe i, I mean they have, they have like a 20 items for like two there's like a list of things mm, on there that yeah. you can get but the two dollar yeah. value menu. yeah no when i order my order i'm like 18.50 hold yeah. on now like, i might as well yeah. just eat at like chris ruth by the way chris ruth has great um apparently they have great happy hour mm. you get like a burger for how much like oh it would be to go to mcdonald's oh, okay. oh that's good because they're they're pricey very very pricey yeah steakhouse we'll have to check that out well this has been natural thoughts and talks thank you guys for listening appreciate you guys we'll catch you guys later bye bye